more than once in this evening I had tears in my eyes and I was extremely moved. So the first thing I want to wish all of you, and I know there are many others that aren't here with us tonight, you should have Maloy Chofnaim Nachas from all of your children. It is clear to me that there is no other way, you know, as, as uh, Avi said, there is no delete button. These are our children. And of all the options we have, this is definitely not the best, but probably the only one. I learned a lot. Not that the Mahalach is new to me. Avi sat in my house and we spoke about this at length. Who gave you the guidance to develop this? Uh, is it the Ruach HaKodesh? So I I was very moved more than once listening to you. And I think it is the Koyach of Ahava that Ambam wrote 10 Prokem and Hilchus Tshuvo. 10th Perik is all about Ahava. Loving a Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kodesh Baruch Hu's love to us, and Avo is the most powerful force in the world. It's the most powerful force between people. And this is Some of the parents said, we love our children because they're our children. And a Kabbalah, there's an expression, there is no reasoning. You love because you love. You love because the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave you a heart with which to love. And we can never underestimate the Kayach and the force and the power, the, the, the positive power of love. Once again, my bracha to all of you is they all should come back. They should all be healthy children and productive human beings and tireen. HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves them all. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love is always with us and he expects us to emulate his ways and to be the same. And my Baruch to Avi, you know, in the schus of what you do for so many other children, you should have nachas from your family. And uh, we should all share beside us, Davis. If there's anything I can do for you or for anybody in this room, never hesitate to call on me. And you have my heartfelt brachas and, and support. And we should all have nachas from Ola Kendalach. These are Kodesh Bochus children and to them. The most sacred trust that HaKadosh Baruch Hu entrusted in our hands. In my shul, I have quite a few parents with kids that went off the derech. And people come to me from everywhere, not only from my shul. And I always tell them, you know, this is my mahalach. Keep them close, love them as they are, and hope and pray that they'll come back. But you never reject a child. And if you're afraid that his younger siblings might learn from him, first of all, it is something you need to live with. 
he's your child and he deserves to be in your home. And I'm not at all convinced that rejecting the child will be better for his younger siblings than embracing him. So, you know, in the Gemara, we find a a concept as kiyamtoi midatoi, you know. So, zochisi lachavin, what your teacher teaches you. Why, do, why but, does it feel that way? That it might not be better. I feel that way for two reasons. First of all, even if he might have a negative effect on your children, I'm not sure that justifies rejecting him because he's your child as well. And you owe him what you owe for your other children. And many times we just lift our eyes to the heaven and say, These are Dinah as well. They're not only our children, they're your children as well. So help us, you know, safeguard our children, even if it might have a negative effect on other children, that doesn't justify throwing a kid out of your house. He's your child as well. My late mother passed away three and a half months ago. She was an amazing woman. Yesterday we had a big conference with 70 Rabbanim that came from everywhere in North America, and I gave them five shiur, and we spent a lot of time together. I spoke about my mother. She was an amazing woman. Many times she quoted a line. I don't want to say where it comes from. Not a Jewish writer. But the line is, be patient with the young. They didn't ask to be born. Which means these are your kids. And this child is not bad. He's troubled. He's not bad. He doesn't owe you anything. And even if it might have a negative effect on younger children, doesn't justify sending a kid out of the house or rejecting him. And on the other hand, as I don't know your name said before, when your younger children see what the older child is going through, it would, it wouldn't cause them to want to follow in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. You know, they will have compassion for him. And if he leaves the house and they don't know what he's doing, it might be worse for the younger kids than having him in the house. So I think it is not justified the pachad of parents that the younger children might. But even if it is a risk, it doesn't justify rejecting an older child. And when we're dealing with what Avi describes as stage four, your focus entirely has to be not the immediate reaction, but the end game. And when it is clear that this is the most vile approach, and it's the only approach gives you a chance of success, then lifne ever in the immediate stage is not relevant. So the Gemara tells a story of a person that's lost in the desert and he doesn't know which day is Shabbos. What is he supposed to do? He cannot be Mechal Shabbos, only Likedei Chayov. Every day, he could cook a little bit of food 
you can pluck some fruit off the tree, but only what is necessary to keep him going. So he's over on Koitza and Mevashel. However, he doesn't need to be Makbid and Tchumin. And he goes every day as far as possible. And the Chesam Sofer explains why is that. Because our ultimate goal is to bring him back home into the Yishuv and get him out of the Sakana. And therefore, regarding any other Malacha, minimum, but we can't restrict the distance he goes because our goal is to get him out of the desert and get him home. And a mincha sosha, shalos tshuvis, chelik beis, is a very substantial tshuva, not dealing directly with what we discuss here tonight. But I brought many, many sources that sometimes we are over bekum v'asei and an aveira just to achieve in the same area the greater result and the greater good. So when we are confronted with a question, as each and every one of you was confronted with, a child that's way down the road, and the question is, are we machshil him, or are we doing our best, ultimately, to bring him back, and to make him a normal human being, and ultimately, agiti, the good Jew, that is what you need to do. And we disregard the immediate lifnaiva to give us the better chance of achieving the greater goal of bringing him ultimately back to our Kaddish And that is a clear psa. Regarding our stage, there is no lifnaiva and goes without saying there is no misayaya. Misayaya is a darabonon, lifnaiva is a diuraisa. According to the Ramon Yeridea Kufnun Aleph, there is no such a thing as Messiah. It's just a Chiyub Lafrusha Misura. It is clear that in the stage you all were struggling with, when we know that not being forthcoming would just push the child further down the road and make it even more remote or even impossible to bring him back then that is not the right approach. The right approach is to disregard the immediate Messiah and Lifnayeva in order to achieve the greater goal. It is just the same. I'm giving a motion from a total different area. In Kiruv, in Kiruv, you know, when we are a kind of people, we turn a blind eye in so many things. You know, I teach Kiruv activists. The person is on the very first stages of Kirov. Yeah. What do you teach him about Shabbos? What do you teach him about Shabbos? Hadlokas Ner Shabbos is the least, the lesser, the least important of all Hilcha Shabbos. It's a mitzvah to say that Abbana. So do you teach him first the Isra of Lamites Maloches and, and Chutzlatchum and putting on electricity? You start with Ner Shabbos. And you disregard all the crisis and Mises Basin. Because you know, especially for a woman, 
Lighting Shabbos candles is appealing. It's moving. It's emotional. So you disregard the Averis Chamurais and you focus on what has the best chance of, of touching their Neshama and bringing them closer and steering them. It is the same. It is the same concept, whether you're dealing with a Balchuva or you're dealing with a child, that you're losing. So the approach needs to be what gives you the best chance of saving this child in the long run and you disregard the short run. You disregard the immediacy in order to give us the, the chance and the opportunity of ultimately bringing our kids back to HaKadosh Baruch. Thank you. The next Shiloh was, are they together reyacha? Are they together being in Klai? So we know, we all know the Rambam. That's the one Rambam we all know. That Machal Shabbos Bifahesia. He's Ka'akum Machal Davar. And over here we have a situation where all of these kids, which really I just want to take a step back. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, did the Rav ever dream that these would be the Shilohs in Klai Yisrael? where we would have multitudes of one of the most wonderful people here who did the best chinuch and were great role models. And then something happened to the kids, and now this is what we're dealing with. So now we have for the, probably the first time in Kalisville a tremendous amount of thousands of kids, certainly our kids, who are Michal Shabbos Befahesia, and yet we know we call them kids in pain, and we know that we're trying to bring them back. So where do they fall? Are they Bechal Reacha? Of course they are Bechal Reacha. Considering the entire concept of a Machala Shabbos Befaresia, two of the greatest Gedolim 200 years ago, so the women sitting here definitely won't uh, know these names, maybe some of the men won't either. The Binyan Sien, the Orach Lenera, was the greatest Godel in Germany, going back 160 years, and Abu Asad who was a contemporary of the Chsam Seifer, wrote that in our day and age, of Shabbos Befaresia is no longer defined as an Oyved So the Orach Lanai writes, they're Machal Shabbos and they come to Shul. How could you say they're Oyved Why are they coming to Shul? Rabbi David Tzvi Hoffman was two generations later, Chosav Rabbonim in Germany, writes that he heard that the Shoyla Meshav Paskind, that in America, Amachal Shabbos Befaresia, ain't the Inoikoiva Devoidesola. So did he get money from America? He gave them a break? What, what's the difference, whether it's America or Poland? Because he understood that it all depends on norms. So going back 2,000 years, 1,000 years, 800 years, Chilul Shabbos was, was the bar, the, the lowest bar. And if you're Machal Shabbos Bevelesia, you no longer have any connection with Yiddishkeit. Times have changed. Times have changed. So there are thousands of people that are Machal Shabbos Bevelesia, but they do have a Keshul with Yiddishkeit, and they fast Yom Kippur. If he's a Goy, why would he fast Yom Kippur? They circumcise their children. If he's a goy, why would he do mila? So Gedolim have the feeling, the pulse of the times. But when we're dealing with these kids, there is no greater tinoik shenishbo than these pained, troubled, 
and many times sexually abused children. They were pushed out. And these children definitely have the din of a tinik shenishba. They are re'acho. They are, are ours and we need to love them and, and do whatever we can. So you can call Shabbos to say them if they're bleeding. Of course. And they're not menasech and You could drink the wine that they touch. This, these are tenoikas shenishbo in the purest form. Could be mitzvah to a minion if they wanted them. The one that you can't be mitzvah to a minion is an atheist. And if a child says and is willing to declare, "I don't believe in a kodesh don't be mitzvah him to a minion. But you still need to do everything you can to bring him home, to bring him to safe shores. Zimon, you could be mitzvah of him. What's Zimon today? Everybody benches. It's Boaz, Boch, Shochal, Mishalai. You could be mitzvah of the Zimon. What? Even a Lokeno. Even though a Lokeno is Chomet Vey. What about giving an Aliyah? Once again. Kids come to shul, you could give them an Aliyah. Don't hurt them. Try, try to have someone else make up the it's better your wife should make Abdullah than a kid that's Machal Shabbos to make Abdullah for. But don't make it obvious that you're... How do we know when we ended up in that matzah of the kid is a Tinnik Shanishba? How do we know? So let's say stage four by the time they're, su- if they're suicidal. Whatever. At what point do we, do we give them this, this sack to apply to the sugya? I don't think it is so relevant. I think parents always need to go to the extreme to save their children. If he's a teenager, he's not mature, then he is a tenekshenishba. As they're getting worse, they're dropping out of school, at what point... As long as he's troubled, as long as he's on a hike, on a journey, he's a teenager, we will always assume he has a den of a tenekshenishba. What the Rav said before, how the tzaddikim of the Dur were able to determine that was what was once the red line of Mechal Shabbos Pefesi is no longer the red line to determine Ka'akom Mechaldavar. It will happen if we stay in touch that we will realize that every single, every single parent that came to me with a child who was an avowed atheist is no longer an atheist. Okay. Every single one. What are the gedarim of pikuach nefesh, and what are the gedarim of safek pikuach nefesh? Meaning, like like all of these questions, I'm going to put them all into one that people sent in. They knew the rav is coming. Maybe next time we'll do a follow up. But basically, the questions are: Can I keep my phone on when my daughter is 16 years old and she's going out? She gets drunk. She has a bunch of Gaisha friends, a bunch of young kids, um, public school dropouts who steal and get arrested and she can get abused. Can I keep you, my phone on? You Shabbos? don't even have to continue the question. You could and you should and you must keep your phone on. And to go pick them up? If their life, even remotely, might be <coughs> in jeopardy, you go pick them up. I would not permit Chirul Shabbos de Raisa unless right here and now there is a chashash, let it even be a remote one, of their lives being in danger. Just conveying the message, we're here for you, and we're not going to let you alone, 
I would not permit Chilol Shabbos driving a car. I would permit answering a phone, but not driving a car. You could send an Uber, could do other things. Yes. Unless yeah, you could have a guy sent, you could send a taxi. Our child is in a matzah of a pikuach nefesh. If he's Mechal Shabbos, especially for us, on his own, can we benefit? And does it make a difference if it's their abundant or their raisa? Example, the fridge light was left on on Shabbos, so he realized it was on, he turned it off, could we use the fridge? The crack pot was left on high, he turned it on low so the food doesn't burn. Can we eat it? You could eat the food even if we'd be, if we, even if you would be amazed at Goma. But that is Hilchah Shabbos question. It has nothing to do with this. Uh, you cannot benefit directly if he did it for you, which means the light was off. He put on the light. You don't need to leave the room, but you can't read. You can't use that light. You could eat. You could do whatever you would do in the dark. You could do in the light. But you cannot take benefit of his little Shabbos to read. You could open the fridge. To take the food out. Yeah, because that is not a direct result of what he did. If he shut out the light in the fridge, you could open the fridge. My kip enjoys cooking for the family and helping with Shabbos and Yontif. She's not Shemesh Shabbos. Is there any problem with her cooking food for members of the family? Bishul Akim is only a goy. There is no Easter of Bishul Akim by Machala Shabbos. <laughs> We're going to our family for Shabbos Day, Suda. This was their question over there. And we know that our son would love to be there and enjoy and have a great time with the family. The problem is that it's 45 minutes away by foot. And we know that if we invite him, we tell him we're going to wherever. I, I wrote in my Chuvis in the context of Kirov, and it definitely implies in the context of these children. You can invite a person to spend Shabbos with you, even if you know he's going to be Mechal Shabbos. What about the Shabbos day Suda? You could invite a person in the context of Kiruv to a Suda, even though you know he's going to be Mechal Shabbos. You need to give him the option of staying with you. And if that is correct with a Balshuva, it is correct Kal Vachoyma, Ben Benoso Kal our children, we could invite them to spend the Sabbath even though we know they're going to drive to come and they're going to drive to leave. As I said before, this was a most inspiring night, evening, and uh, I, I have nothing more to add. Just once again, a bracha to all of you. And all your children shall ultimately come back stronger, finer, better. And uh, and they should be Avdeh Hashem. And you should have so much nachas from all your children. And Avi, I, I, I admire what you're doing. And HaKadosh Baruch should give you koyach to keep it up.
כל חייל איסור הרשתו בגולו בזמן קורא ונוימר אמן.